0: You're listening to Too Much on Her Plate, the podcast for smart, busy women who are tired of running on the hamster wheel and are ready to create freedom from overeating and emotional eating. I'm your host, clinical psychologist, author, and a smart, busy woman too, Dr. Melissa McCreary. Hello, everybody. If you're listening to this episode when it is first released, it's the first week of January. And it is the season for planning goals and setting resolutions and creating intentions of what will be different this year. The problem is when it comes to changing your relationship with food or addressing something like emotional eating or overeating, most people don't really focus on what can be different. They focus on how to be successful at the same thing they've been trying to do in an endless loop or in a loop anyway, over and over and over again. I am often asked why it is that I do what I do. And the reason that I wrote my book and the reason that I started my coaching and consulting practice and the, and the programs that I run isn't because I have this boundless interest in food and eating. The reason I started doing the work that I do is because I have a passionate interest in the possibility of change. Change and really transformation. And I know that transformation is this woo-woo big word that feels very pie in the sky, but transformation is so different from finding a recipe for endless self-control. And what boggles my mind and really discourages me is how many women have been sold a belief that all that is possible with emotional eating and overeating and your relationship with food, your entire relationship with food, a lot of women have been sold the belief that what is the reality is that all you can hope for is enough self-control to stay on top of an endless cycle. The reason I do what I do is because that is not true. The reason I do what I do is because there is a possibility, a very real, tangible possibility to leave the struggle behind, to take your power back from food, and not by kind of climbing to this top of the mountain and winning a struggle that's always there waiting for you, but to take your power back from food by deflating the power that food has in your life so that it doesn't have that kind of compelling power anymore. Today, what I thought would be helpful to talk about, especially since it is the season of goals and intentions and resolutions, is the steps to start to take to create a new path forward, to break the cycle, that old cycle of deprivation thinking when you're setting your goals. And I want to talk about ways to start shifting your thinking, pieces to include, so you can really be working on creating a path to freedom. Creating change that is new and different and lasting has to begin with mindset. And by mindset, I'm talking about the thoughts that you think, the beliefs that you have, and the stories that you tell yourself. Mindset comes first and mindset has to weave itself through all the other pieces of change that you are taking on, paying attention to those thoughts and those beliefs and those stories and whether they are serving you or whether they are you know pulling you backwards and sabotaging you or whether they are keeping you stuck the direction that you move in and the way that that direction feels and the way that you feel is all going to flow from the way you are thinking. It is that simple. What you believe about your ability to succeed and what it's going to take for you to succeed and how it's going to feel for you to succeed and how permanent that success is going to be, what you believe about those things almost always comes true. You have a soundtrack in your mind that is probably going pretty constantly, right? We talk to ourselves, we tell ourselves things. It's not always easy to capture that soundtrack, but when you do, and you can do that by just stopping and listening, or by journaling, or by simply asking yourself about it, what am I telling myself right now? What am I thinking? What am I making this set of events mean? What am I telling me myself that it all adds up to, Right. When you start to listen, to tune in, to pay attention to that soundtrack, it can be so enlightening. We carry around all sorts of beliefs, right? About what it takes to change, about our ability to succeed, about what kind of effort is going to be required. We carry around thoughts and beliefs and stories about whether we deserve to be happy or whether we deserve, in air quotes here, to be thin, Or to reach our goals, or to have what we want, whether we deserve for it to be easy, or whether we believe it has to be a struggle. We carry around stories and beliefs and thoughts about whether we are allowed to have fun or enjoy the journey. We take our beliefs and we take these thoughts and we weave stories that we mutter to ourselves in our heads and sometimes out loud all day long. Things like, I'm fat, I'm lazy. I'm never going to be able to do this. It's going to be so hard to do this. I'm going to have to give up everything I love if I want to do this. I can't stick with anything. You know I'm going to blow it. I have no self-control. I'm going to have to work my butt off. I'm no good at this. I know that food will always be a struggle for me. These are all stories. These are all just thoughts. They are just stories. And yet they shape our attitude they shape our perspective, they shape our approach. And guess what? Those kind of stories and beliefs will shape your motivation continuously. Every time we retell ourselves a version of what we've decided is true, we actually reinforce that belief. We all have thoughts and stories. There is nothing wrong or or different about you if you have discouraging (laughs) thoughts and stories. But we have these stories that discourage us. We have stories and beliefs and thoughts that, quote, keep us in our place or wear us down or make success an uphill battle before we've even started it. And there are also thoughts and stories and beliefs that have potential to change your game. Thoughts like, I can do this, I can take one step, or I am the woman who succeeds. Or I'm the woman who has succeeded in lots of things. I can figure this out. Or I have done lots of things that I didn't know how I was going to do them at the beginning, but I figured that out, right? I keep making progress. I succeed by taking consistent steps. I can succeed by keeping it doable. I do not have to feel overwhelmed to succeed. Success can feel good, Here's one. How about, I have only begun to own my power. I am learning how to take my power back. You can practice the thought, I can't do this, or you can practice the thought, I can learn as I go. I don't have to be perfect to succeed. I've done lots of things imperfectly and had good results. It sounds so simple, but your thinking colors everything. We see what we're focusing on, And we notice the details that confirm what we already believe. If you want to fail, tell yourself you can't, you won't. If you want it to be difficult, start by telling yourself how hard it's going to be and what a struggle it's going to be and how miserable or expensive it's going to be. If you want to get what you want, start feeding your beliefs, start growing your beliefs, start challenging your beliefs, start asking yourself, what do I really want to believe? What would really serve me? Or, you know, don't get into a battle about whether the current belief is correct or, you know, the, the most appropriate belief. Ask the question, is this belief or thought serving me? Or is it making the game harder? Is it making the process more of a struggle? Is it keeping me small? What you believe about your ability to succeed almost always comes true. So don't jump into doing Start by nourishing and nurturing the beliefs that you want to have. Start by strengthening your confidence. Start by building a mental path that's going to create momentum toward your goals. And before we get any further, let's talk about those goals. So many people start with this tiny goal that feels unexciting and also impossible to them at the same time, and it's usually a number, right? I wanna fit into a certain size of pants or I want to weigh a certain amount. Guess what? There is something so much bigger and powerful to aim for. And that really is your relationship with food. Do you know how many women I have talked to who have this goal? And you've probably heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again because it's important. I've talked to so many women who have a concrete goal, like what they want to weigh. And then we talk about, so what happens afterward? What do you want your relationship with food to look like after that? What do you want to do after you've seen that number and you've done your little victory dance, right? How do you want to feel about eating? Most of the time, people look at me blankly because they haven't figured that part out. And this is one of the reasons that we get in these vicious cycles with food and weight and yo-yo dieting and overeating and a very messed up, uncomfortable, painful relationship with food. So let's talk about goals before you jump into some kind of plan, I want you to take some moments to think about what it is that you are really aiming for. You, what are you really aiming for? And again, there's this piece of mindset that comes into play here because our brain, our thoughts are cluttered with other people's thinking, with probably years of advice and marketing and pressure about what you should want and how you should go about achieving it. And this is especially true when it comes to the topic of food and eating. Food and eating are such personal things. And it's always interesting to me how much other people feel like they have a right to make it their business. Your relationship with food is personal. There is no one right way of approaching food that works for everyone. And you are the only one who has lived inside your body your whole life. You are the one who's going to know what's right for you. Achieving a number on the scale or feeling great in the pants that you wear or being able to climb that mountain, that actually isn't the goal. Those are not the goals. Those are actually the side effects or the results that happen when you hit your goal. When you hit your goal of creating the relationship with food that brings you what you want and that works for you. So as you start to think about goals, we're going to do a, a different kind of process. Start by throwing out the shoulds. Start by putting that number, if you have one, over to the side, right? Right? Ask yourself, how do you want to feel? If the goal was a feeling, how do you want to feel? And it's not just the goal that is a feeling, right? I want you to ask yourself, and this is a part so many smart women skip, how do you want the journey to feel? How do you want the path from here to wherever it is that you want to go with food? How do you want that path to feel? Cuz guess what? That path is a daily hourly, sometimes minute by minute thing. And so often, we get this really narrow focus, right? We think about the goal. And there are all these stories and thoughts and beliefs we have about how we will feel when we get to that goal. And by the way, we often pile tons of stuff on that that has nothing to do with the goal. But we forget to pay attention to what we want the journey to feel like. And so what happens, especially for high achievers who have high expectations for themselves, It becomes really easy to create a journey or a path to your goal that is really painful or difficult or, you know, requires a lot of willpower and perseverance and energy and dedication, which is one of the reasons, again, for yo-yo cycles with food and with weight and all of that stuff, because we we are really good at creating paths that we don't really want to be on. So how do you want to feel? What is the feeling that you're aiming for? And how do you want to feel while you're working on it? Because guess what? The relationship with food that you create on the path that you work on, on the path to your goal is the relationship with food that you're going to end up with when you get to your goal. If you create a path that's about deprivation and misery and feeling hungry and counting the hours until you can eat the next thing, or working really hard to, I will not binge, I will not binge, I will not binge. You're going to have that same kind of relationship with food at the end, no matter what the thing is that happens to your weight or your size or or whatever else it is that you're working on. So how do you want to feel? How do you want the path to feel? How do you want your relationship with food to feel? Your relationship with food is for the rest of your life. How do you want it to feel? And by the way, if this feels really uncomfortable to think about, you have permission. You have permission to decide how you want it to feel. And don't get stuck in the logistics here. I, a lot of times, especially if you've been around the block with struggles with food for a while, if you've, if you've been an emotional eater for a while, your brain will tell you, well, that's not possible, or I don't know how to do that, or I have no idea what that means. And will use that stuck feeling to keep you from dreaming. I guess let's use the word if it feels like a dream, give yourself permission to dream. If it feels like a reality you can create, that's fantastic. Keep asking the questions. But either way, don't worry about the logistics. It is really important to just ask the question, how do I want it to feel? How would I love it to feel? because that is what you will be creating as you work toward your goal. As you are thinking about your goals as related to emotional eating and overeating, it is really important not to forget about your inner wisdom. Like I said earlier, you're the only person who has lived inside your body your whole life. And whether you feel disconnected from what you know about and what you've learned from living inside that body about your relationship with food, you do know some things and getting more connected with your own inner wisdom is really important. It is so bizarre to me how when it comes to food and wellness and health, the way it is approached traditionally is so old fashioned. Somebody creates a plan that worked for them or that worked in a lab or that worked with rats or, <laughs> or that worked for their sister. And then they tell you that you should follow it too. With total disregard for how unique and individual our bodies and our lives and our preferences and our strength sets are, so much of the rest of the world is built around customizing and figuring out what's the best solution for the individual. And, and yet most of the advice out there about overeating and emotional eating has not even started to catch up. So as you think about your goals, as you think about your intentions, and as you think about what you want, ask yourself what you already know. What do you know to be true about what works for you? What do you know to be true about a helpful relationship with food for you? What do you know about some of the shoulds and the beliefs and the rules that you have floating around in your brain, which ones just are never going to work for you? What shoulds and beliefs and thoughts do you need to give yourself permission to let go of? Maybe they worked for somebody else. Maybe they never worked for anybody. But you who knows you Knows that some of these shoulds and expectations and ideas are just not a fit for you. Can you give yourself permission to let go of them? What will you give yourself permission to stop trying to force yourself to do? And what do you know about what works for you? What do you know about what's helpful for you? What do you know about what needs to be included in any plan that you put together? What do you know about what does need to be included in your relationship with food or the way that you eat or the plan that you put together? What do you know about what works for you? You know some things. I have worked with so many women around accessing their inner wisdom, reconnecting to what they know. And it's so interesting because what we know is so individual, right? And when we honor what we know, when we honor what we need, we increase exponentially our chances of creating success. And yet, these questions so often don't get asked when we're putting together goals and intentions and resolutions. So ask yourself, what do you know about yourself? What works? What doesn't? What will you give yourself permission to let go of? So when we're setting goals and being thoughtful about where it is that we want to go and how we're going to get there, sometimes what rises to the surface is the awareness that I don't really know where to go next. Sometimes what rises to the surface when we start to pay attention is that realization that, wow, I have just been repeating the same patterns I keep trying to do the same old thing and it's bringing me the same old results and I've been beating myself up about it. I've been blaming myself. I can see that it's not my fault, but I can also see that this pattern isn't working for me. And what can happen sometimes, especially if you are a high achiever who is used to being able to create results for yourself and who is used to being able to see where to go next, that can feel very defeating and it might feel, you might have the thought or belief that you are in a stuck spot that is not the case realizing that what you're doing is repeating a pattern that isn't working is progress you know if this is new news to you it is really important news so do you have permission to learn and to grow do you have permission to seek out new resources if you need help breaking old patterns it is really important to pay attention to any thoughts or beliefs that you have that this is somehow a weakness. Because a willingness to learn and grow and change is actually strength. It can actually be a very brave thing to do. So I have a challenge for you that is so much bigger and deeper and more powerful than that same old goal to lose 10 or 25 or 55 pounds this year here's my challenge for you. Do not set yourself up to repeat a pattern that you already know doesn't work. Don't set yourself up for the thoughts and the stories about how it's all your fault and you didn't try hard enough and you just needed more willpower. You just needed more discipline. You just needed life to be more perfect. Don't set yourself up for the hit that takes on your confidence and for the burnout that follows. And when you put together your goals and your intentions and your plans for what comes next, don't set yourself up to create or to reinforce a relationship with food that you don't want to have. Don't put yourself on a path to a goal that doesn't feel the way you want it to feel. And because of that, when you really stop and think about it, it's a path that you know isn't going to work. Do ask yourself what you already know what you already know, it is in there. You may need to practice listening for it, but ask yourself what it is you already know about what works for you. And ask yourself about what you know about where you tend to get stuck. Ask yourself if you're giving yourself permission to seek out the help and assistance that might be helpful to you. And finally, as you put together your plans for what comes next, claim your belief in the possibility of forever freedom. Challenge the thoughts and the beliefs and the stories that tell you you can't do this or this will only be temporary. Aim for forever. Don't pick a silly little number. Make the feeling, that feeling of forever freedom and peace and ease the goal that you aim for. My challenge for you is to set the bar at leaving the struggle behind this year. Leaving the struggle behind and creating feelings that propel you forward and that feel good. And if you want more help with this, check out the free masterclass that I am offering right now. I will put the link in the show notes below. Not only will the masterclass walk you through more of this stuff about mindset and what is involved in shifting your mindset and forever freedom and creating a relationship with food that works for you, but you'll also get information about my group coaching program called Your Missing Piece. And... You'll also get access to a very special offer if you're interested in joining us and working with me over the next year to create your version of peace with food and freedom from overeating and emotional eating. I'll put the link to the free class in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. So no more same old, same old. No more year on repeat. This year, create something better. Create something different. I'll talk to you soon.